What's happening, everybody? On today's show, some more additions through the transfer portal for Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and LSU. And Athlon Sports puts out their preseason All-America teams. We'll run through the SEC guys who made the list. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And shout out to our everydayers checking us out every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start over at Auburn as Hugh Freeze added a couple of commitments over the weekend from the transfer portal. First up, a guy he's very familiar with in Liberty Edge rusher Steven Sings. Uh, Sings appeared in 25 games during his times with the Liberty Flames. Recorded 13 total tackles, three and a half tackles for a loss, three and a half sacks in 10 games played last year. He, uh, when he was chose Liberty coming out of high school, he had offers from Virginia Tech, Auburn, Charlotte, Coastal Carolina. Was a member of the 2020 class, was a three-star weak side defensive end. Uh, Auburn had actually offered him as a recruit, but he opted to go play for Liberty. Now he gets to end up at Auburn, one of the schools he originally considered, playing for Hugh Freeze, the guy who just coached him at Liberty. Now, on Sunday, Auburn added another wide receiver to their offense in grad transfer a graduate transfer in Jackson State's Shane Hooks. Hooks previously played at Ohio and Jackson State. He took a visit to Auburn last week, and he committed on Sunday. Six foot four, 205 pounds. He entered the portal last December. He committed to Ole Miss just a month ago, but a week later backed off that pledge and had offers from other schools like Mississippi State, UCF, among others. Hooks led Deion Sanders' offense last year in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. He had 64 catches, 748 yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. This is a big-time get for Auburn. Uh, their leading receiver last year was Javarius Johnson, who had just, just under 500 yards and only three touchdowns. Now, when you consider Auburn recently added quarterback Peyton Thorne, wide receiver Jair Shorter, wide receiver Caleb Burton, they also brought in former Cincinnati wide receiver Nick Mardner earlier in the offseason. I think this is like Auburn's 20th addition through the portal. They've done some work. Now, Auburn had been hoping to land Colorado wide receiver Montana Lamonius Craig, but he chose Arizona over the weekend. But now, look, you add Hooks, Shorter, Burton, and Mardner with their two leading receivers from last year, Javarius Johnson and Coy Moore. With Peyton Thorne in there, they have got some weapons. This Auburn offense is going to look light years different from how it looked a year ago. Now, one more Auburn note. We didn't talk about this on the show on Friday, but Auburn released a statement following a video that surfaced allegedly showing running back Jarquez Hunter involved in a sex act. Now, according to Auburn, multiple multiple indefinite suspensions have been handed out. The statement said, we're aware of the situation. We take this matter very seriously. The appropriate office is conducting a thorough review Indefinite suspensions have been issued for violation of applicable Auburn Athletic Department's policy. No further comment provided at this time. So 
Look, we don't know all the details on this thing. This is where internet rumors really run rampant on things. But Jarquez Hunter, we were expecting to be set up to have a monster here at Auburn. Uh, Tank Bigsby's gone, but look, he showed some real promise down the stretch, uh, backstretch of last season. Let's just uh, hope, you know, all parties involved, uh, it's worth hope for the best, right? That's about all we can say on that. But uh, Jarquez Hunter, we'll see if it ends up, you know, suspensions carry over into the season or what. He has had uh, over 1,200 career rushing yards, 10 career rushing touchdowns, ranks 41st among Auburn career rushers. So we'll see. What happens on that? All right. In other SEC transfer portal news, uh, Juco O-lineman Amari Wiggins committed to Arkansas over the weekend. Just picked up an, Arkansas, an offer from Arkansas a week ago. Committed to Sam Pittman on Saturday. He put out a top five last week that included A&M and Miami, but he chose the Hogs. He's six foot three, 310 pounds, played at Coffeyville Community College in Kansas. He'll be eligible to play this coming season. He joins fellow Arkansas Juco transfer Christopher Rhodes, and uh, also joins former Florida O-lineman Joshua Braun as the only incoming offensive line transfers into the program. Wiggins was first-team all-conference at guard last season at the community college ranks and was taking reps at center this spring at Coffeyville. So we'll see where he ends up playing. Some project uh, Joshua Braun may slide in as a starting right tackle. Tykeus Crawford maybe at right guard. So we'll see how those offensive line battles uh, play out for Arkansas this summer. Uh, Arkansas also picked up a 2024 commit over the weekend from Jaden Baugh, an athlete out of Decatur, Georgia. He put out a top five group that included Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, among others. He's the 10th commitment for Arkansas in the 2024 class, a group that is on pace to finish inside the top 20 nationally. Baugh rates uh, as a three-star recruit, the number 42 athlete nationally. He's played snaps on both sides of the ball. But 24-7 Sports lists his primary recruiter as Jimmy Smith. That's the running backs coach for Arkansas, so maybe that's where they see him playing, but we'll keep an eye on that heading into next year. Meanwhile, over at Missouri, they lost a quarterback commitment in their 2024 class on Friday afternoon. Three-star QB Daniel Kalen backed off his commitment to the Tigers. He chose Mizzou over the likes of Miami, North Carolina, and Colorado, and many believe since he's a Nebraska native, that's where he's going to end up. Nebraska missed out on five-star quarterback Dylan Rayola last week, who committed to Georgia. So Missouri now down to just two committed prospects for their class of 2024. They've got some work to do there. Over to Ole Miss, they added a commitment from a Nebraska defensive lineman, Stephen Wynn, on Friday. Uh, Wynn started his college career at Arkansas. I'm uh, sorry, Alabama was a member of the Tides 2018 signing class, was a four-star prospect, the number 95 player in the country. Went to Nebraska last spring, spent one year there, quarter to career high, 22 tackles, also credited with a pass deflection and a forced fumble. He's one of 15 transfers to join Ole Miss this offseason. Uh, look, they've been very aggressive. Pete Golding is doing everything he can to retool that defense that really struggled down the stretch of last season. So we'll see what Wynn does on that D-line. Meanwhile, over at LSU, Mason Smith, their stud D lineman, suffered a season-ending knee injury in week one last year against Florida State. He's working his way back, hopes to be at full strength soon on Sunday. He put up a picture on Instagram saying he's been fully cleared to return to football activities. He said the takeover begins fully cleared. He played in seven games as a freshman two years ago, had four sacks, and of course, like we said, got hurt in the first quarter against Florida State last year. 
So uh, was expected to have a big breakout year, but we never got to see it. Now he's healthy. We'll see what he does for LSU this year. Uh, the Tigers also added a piece in the transfer portal on Friday. They picked up a commitment from former Marshall safety Andre Sam. Uh, Sam had briefly committed to Tulane this offseason, but uh, ultimately will end up at LSU. Played his, most of his college career at McNeese State. Was a two-time all-conference selection as a defensive back. Finished last year with 53 tackles and interception and seven pass deflections. Like we said, he was following his former defensive coordinator, Lance Guidry, over to Tulane. Uh, then Guidry, Guidry left Marshall for Tulane. Then he left Tulane for Miami. So, all that said, Andre Sam is LSU's get now. Uh, one other LSU note, they are losing senior defensive analyst Gerald Chapman. Uh, he is expected to leave Baton Rouge to take the defensive line coach job at Tulane in New Orleans. Over at Kentucky, they officially announced several transfer portal additions to their roster. We knew about all these in recent weeks, but they officially made the announcement. Seven new players, including O-lineman Ben Chrisman and Cortland Ford and defensive back Kevin Larkins. Mark Stoops said, we're excited about these new additions. Added three O-linemen to boost our big blue wall kicker and other spots. And lastly, Georgia picked up a commitment from a highly coveted punter on Friday. Drew Miller, an Iowa native, committed to the Bulldogs, the number one punter in the country, according to Cole's kicking rankings. Georgia now has 13 commitments in their class of 2024. And uh, there you have it. That is the latest going on around the conference. Coming up next, we are going to touch on Athlon Sports, releasing their preseason All-America team. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, you need to find the best-tasting protein bar ever that is built. If you're like me and you need to make healthier snack choices, Built Bar has got you covered. They got the Built Bars. They got the Built Puffs. They are healthy, and they taste amazing. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got some amazing flavors like the peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, churro, not sure how they do it, but they pack protein in there. 17 grams of protein packed in there. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. Post-workout, afternoon treat, whatever it is, on the go. You're on a long road trip. You just need something other than, like, chips and stuff like that. Built Bars are a great alternative. You can find them at their website, built.com. You can also find them at Sam's Club and Walmart now. So go pick yourself up a box of Built Bars and check out some of their amazing new flavors over at Built. Dot com built bar the way to go going along here locked on SEC and look we're getting closer to the summer months Athlon Sports they've got their uh, All America teams out. We'll get to that in just a second. But I want to thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And a reminder, every day or throughout this week on the show, we'll be uh, talking more off-season news. We'll catch up with some of our other fellow cohorts on the Locked on Network, previewing some of the other teams. So we've got plenty of stuff you don't want to miss it throughout this week. So special guests scheduled to join us as well. You don't want to miss out on that. All right, pre- uh, Athlon Sports, they put out their preseason All-America team and the SEC well represented across the uh, four teams that the magazine selects. So figured we'd run through a few of these for you guys um, and just touch on some of the big, big names that all made the cut because, look, there's no doubt. We know where the best talent is 
played in college football. That is the SEC. But on the first team, the SEC, seven selections. Ole Miss running back Quinshawn Judkins right up there with Michigan's Blake Corum. Of course, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, he's the quarterback there. But Quinshawn Judkins repping the, the SEC and then down there at tight end. Of course, Brock Bowers from Georgia makes the first team. And offensive lineman J.C. Latham from Alabama making the cut on the O-line. So three SEC players on the first team. Offense, four SEC players on the first team. Defense, when we look at linebacker, they've got Jamin Dumas-Johnson from Georgia. they got Harold Perkins Jr. from LSU. So big t- two big-time players there. In the secondary, they've got corner Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama and safety Malachi Starks from Georgia. So can't disagree with those picks. Those are four good gets. And as far as, far as first-team specialists, they list Kool-Aid McKinstry there as a first-team punt returner. So he makes it as a first-team defensive back and a first-team punt returner. Kool-Aid McKinstry, big-time playmaker for Alabama. Rounding out the other teams on the second-team offense, Rocket Sanders, the Arkansas running back, makes their list. Second-team defense, Michael Williams from Georgia, the big D lineman, makes the cut. We'll talk about him again in just a second. And second-team second specialist, a little hat tip to Kai Kroger, South Carolina punter, and LaDietrich Griffin, Mississippi State kick returner, makes the second-team specialist list. Over in the third team, on offense, three SEC guys making the cut. Wide receiver Malik Neighbors from LSU. He was their leading receiver last year. He is back. Uh, Cedric Van Pran comes back for another year at Georgia as their starting center. And Bo Limmer makes the cut on Arkansas. Uh, some project he'll be the center. We'll see where he ends up on the O-line for Arkansas. Third-team defense. You've got four SEC guys. D-lineman Makai Wingo from LSU. Uh, linebacker Tyron Hopper from Missouri. And in the secondary, two really good safeties. Javon Bullard at Georgia. And Damani Richardson back for another year at Texas A&M. I think he's in his, like, 13th year there. But uh, congrats to those guys. And third-team specialist making the cut, punt returner Anias Smith from Texas A&M. Another guy. can't believe he's back. But injury marred his season last year. I uh, know A&M is happy to have Anias Smith back for one more year. So there you have it. That's the Athlon Sports All-America teams. Uh, the SEC had the most of any conference make these preseason All-America lists. The Big Ten was second. The Pac-12 was third, followed by the ACC and Big 12. So we know where the best talent comes from. One other note here I wanted to throw in, Pro Football Focus. They identify which SEC players they think are going to break out this year. They put out a top 10 breakout candidate list for 2023. Georgia and LSU had two players each on the list for Georgia. It started with Michael Williams, their edge rusher, and defensive back Kamari Lassiter. Now, Michael Williams played in all 15 games for uh, the Bulldogs last year. They said, look, he was the number four overall recruit in 2022. Despite being just a true freshman, he got on the field a lot last year, recorded a 72 overall grade with a 66 pass, pass rush grade. Again, this is pro football focus, digging into the numbers uh, they're also very high on four-star prospect Kamari Lassiter. They believe that his veteran presence is going to help. Coming off a year where he started 15 games, recorded close to a 75 overall grade with an 80 run defense grade and a 73 coverage grade. So Kamari Lassiter going to have a big hole to fill there with Keely Ringo gone off to the NFL. Uh, for LSU, they listed Mason Smith at defensive tackle. Of course, we already mentioned him. Played nine games his true freshman year. Last year was supposed to be that big breakout year, but he got injured. 
He had a high pass rush grade of 91, uh, or, or rather the, the two seasons ago. So they're hoping that he could uh, break out this year. Harold Perkins was their other guy they listed. Uh, he's the one who had a high pass rush grade of 91 last season. His stat line, uh, 72 tackles, 7.5 sacks, and an interception. But they project him to have a monster season coming. Played in over 500 snaps as a true freshman, 11th most on LSU's defense. And all the, the advanced pro football focus metrics as a pass rusher, he is elite. Now, LSU wants to use him a little bit more on the outside, you know, maybe drop into coverage, play sideline to sideline sometimes. So, going to be interested to see how their defensive coordinator, Matt House, utilizes his skill set this year and uh, what they do with the versatile linebacker. And uh, there you have it. That is the latest uh, there from Pro Football Focus and Athlon Sports. Uh, when we return, we'll touch a little bit on SEC baseballs. The bracket is out for the SEC tournament coming your way in just a couple days. So we'll touch on some SEC baseball nuggets here in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel throughout the NBA playoffs. They are nearing the uh, the final round here. Before uh, we get to the NBA finals right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So go check them out. They've got great promotions going on every day. They feature that, that safe and secure app that's easy to use. You can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet all the playoff NBA action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you'll get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, roll on here, Locked On SEC. Again, thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Make sure to uh, subscribe and check us out throughout this week. More episodes talking, a lot more on transfer portal editions and everything else throughout the Southeastern Conference. All right, we got to get into a little bit of SEC baseball news as Florida and Arkansas, they are your co-SEC regular season champions. The Gators... They took the one seed in the SEC tournament this year by virtue of a tiebreaker. The title was determined on Saturday. Arkansas blew a 6-4 lead late to Vanderbilt. Lost that one 7-6. LSU lost to Georgia on Saturday. And Arkansas was in position to claim the outright SEC title, but they could not beat Vanderbilt. So it's a second title in three years for Arkansas, which won the 2021 regular season crown outright. Florida has its first regular season title since 2018. Florida won the rubber match with Kentucky on Saturday, 5-2. They head into the conference tournament with series victories in three of their last four. Arkansas, they lost back-to-back to to Vanderbilt to close out the regular season. They wrote a four-run fifth inning on Saturday, a surge ahead of Vandy, but they didn't score again, and the Commodores used a three-run sixth inning to take the series. Still, Arkansas will have the number two seed in this week's SEC tournament, which begins... Then on when you're listening to this, Tuesday the 23rd. So let's take a look at the SEC tournament bracket and how this thing shapes up. AL.com, by the way, they put up the bracket on their website. Florida and Arkansas, the top two seeds in the tournament after winning their divisions, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the two teams that are back to, you know, the last two national champions, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, 
they're the only teams that do not make the SEC tournament. So just kind of ironic that each of our last two national champions don't even make the SEC tournament in Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But, hey, look, they've got banners to hang there. They're doing just fine. Uh, Florida, like we said, was the number one overall seed. And uh, we end up with Arkansas, the number two seed. LSU ends up as a three seed. Vanderbilt as the four seed. And how this thing will play out. On Tuesday, we'll have South Carolina playing Georgia. And we'll have Tennessee playing Texas A&M. That's in bracket one. And then later on Tuesday, we will get uh, Kentucky versus Alabama. That should be a really good one. And then Auburn against Missouri. That will uh, close out the action on Tuesday. Then we'll get into Wednesday, where LSU will play the winner of South Carolina, Georgia. Alabama plays the winner of Tennessee A&M. Florida plays the winner of Kentucky, Alabama. And Vanderbilt plays the winner of Auburn, Mizzou. And that's when we get into the uh, the double elimination round. So if you lose that game, you're okay. You're still alive. You just go over into the loser's bracket. And so on and so forth. We'll crown a champion of the ICC Tournament Championship on Sunday. And then, of course, we'll wait on all the uh, the bids. See who's hosting regionals, super regionals, uh, or rather, um, who's national seeds that would be able to host a super regional if they get best original round and all that stuff. So... Going to be a lot of fun. I always enjoy the SEC tournament. Was hoping to get out there to Hoover, but can't make it happen this year. Uh, we'll hope to get out there again next year because it's always a good time and a lot of fun. And, look, there's always something crazy that happens, right? There's always some big – some pitcher that didn't do much of anything all year steps up and they pitch a gem. Somebody comes up with a clutch hit. Somebody comes – you know, rallies for multiple runs down. Always something fun happens at the SEC tournament and – for those of you who aren't the biggest SEC baseball fans, uh, it's okay. Uh, but you should check out the action, even if you're not the biggest fan, because it's always fun. There's always something going on. Look, the SEC is going to get a ton of teams into the postseason, and I'm predicting, man, I think multiple SEC teams get to Omaha this year. I know you know, a few teams got upset in the regionals and super regionals last year. I mean, shoot, Tennessee was supposed to be the bell of the ball last year, and they ended up blowing that series to Notre Dame. I just think we're going to have multiple SEC teams into Omaha this year. So we will see as the uh, the week rolls on, and we'll see where everybody's seated heading into next week into the regional round. But uh, there you have it. That is the latest going on around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And our everydayers, remember to check us out tomorrow. We'll be talking more SEC football and much, much more. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.